0: The Big Ten media deal is kind of a mess, but luckily, while it may cost some money, nothing big is really going to change.
1: You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big
0: Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, you're tuned into to Locked On Big Ten. Thanks for making us your first listen every weekday. And a special shout out to the everydayers out there who are with us listening day in and day out. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com lockedoncollege. And when you enter your promo code, Locked On College, we'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. High quality shorts, high quality tumbler too that they have for you. Nate Dickinson with you here at Nate with Sports on Twitter. Before we dive into things with Spencer McLaughlin of Locked On Pack 12, he was nice enough to have me on the show to talk about all this media stuff in the Big Ten. A reminder to follow along on the program wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter. It's at Locked On Big Ten on all platforms. When you're typing it out, one zero at the end, not T E N spelled out. Again, Nate Dickinson with you here. Over on Locked On Pac-12, Spencer McLaughlin, the host, asked me to come on to discuss whatever's going on here with the complications in the Big Ten media rights deal. It's a Pac-12 conversation. It's a Big Ten conversation. It's a little bit of everything, which is kind of what we need to cover here to get the full expansion of what exactly this means. With the Big Ten not really on the ropes here, but needing to figure something out. And the Pac-12 certainly on the ropes and waiting to see what happens here as far as expansion goes. Spencer leads the conversation. It's his show that I was on here on Locked On Pack 12 I'll be back with you at the end of the program to talk to you a little bit more. But right now, let's get into that conversation on the Big Ten's media rights deal and what still needs to be sorted out with Spencer McLaughlin of Locked On Pack 12
1: So if we're talking about the Big Ten. And what's going on over there, we have to bring on Nate Dickinson, of course, and we've got him here today. He's the host of Locked On Big Ten. And Nate, we over here in Pac-12 country would just like to thank you and the ACC as well for taking the realignment spotlight off the Pac-12 for just a moment. Thank you so much.
0: Well, of course. Uh, I mean, Big Ten's always going to be in that conversation. We're trying to become the best and eventually eat up everyone. So (laughs) it's going to always hopefully come back to the Big Ten, but we're happy to have it for a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, you certainly have uh, made a good first step in that particular direction. So for people who are not aware, let's bring everybody and frankly, myself included a a bit up to speed on what we're talking about here. So Tony Petiti comes in from Major League Baseball. He is the new conference commissioner. We talked about that a while ago here on the show and what that kind of means for the Pac-12. And the consensus at the time was, okay, it doesn't mean very much because he's not trying to ruffle any feathers, trying to just get everybody on the same page, working in conjunction to pursue the conference's best interests. But now he's kind of cleaning up a mess created by his predecessor a little bit, something our commissioner, George Glyovkov, is intimately familiar with. But what exactly is going down here with the disagreements and reshuffling and such of, of the Big Ten the Big Ten's new historic media rights deal and kind of win are broadcasting games. The floor is yours.
0: Yeah, so uh, you, you mentioned you've talked about Tony Petiti a little while ago. Uh, Kevin Warren announced he was going to leave back in January. The Big Ten announces Patiti is the next commissioner in April. But his first official day on the job wasn't actually until about a week ago. And it turns out that now that he's actually in the office, he's maybe just now learning about some of the the mess that's been left behind. He mentioned in his opening press conference in April that one of the big things that he wanted to do here in his first days was tie up all the knots that are still loose here on this media rights deal. It was announced a long time ago, $7 billion for seven years for the Big Ten's media rights. But there were still some things that needed to be ironed out. And there isn't actually anything officially done, done as far as like ready to go for the fall here right now so there's still some things that need to be figured out and it turns out that kevin warren left behind a little bit more of a mess than we may have expected here now we don't know exactly the extent of all of it uh, it, it was in the article from espn quoted as outstanding issues in the official terminology from sources that need to be figured out. But we do know a couple of things. Uh, First off, it just appears that Kevin Warren gave the 2026 Big Ten title game to NBC and maybe didn't have the right to do so. The Big Ten is reportedly paying Fox $40 million to make up for that mistake. Uh, Also, it looks like $25 million are going to Fox as well for games that were lost back in the 2020 season. The conference and the network made an agreement at that time to try and make up for whatever lost money there was. They just didn't hit those numbers. So the Big Ten's gonna have to pay back Fox, it looks like 25 million for that. And it also looks like there's about 70 million dollars potentially in flux with NBC in their potential night games deal here with the Big Ten, because there has been a rule in the Big Ten for a while now that November home games aren't really something the Big Ten teams have to do. You play one, maybe, but I'm not a hundred percent on exactly what the rule is, just because it's kind of complicated, but The point being, before now, the Big Ten hasn't had to play night games at home in the late part of the season. Of course, with NBC making a contract to put a game in primetime every weekend, they'd have to change that. And according to sources, some of the biggest schools in the Big Ten are pushing back on that. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. They would be the schools playing in those big games at the end. So whatever's going on there. Potentially, it's leaving a whole lot of NBC money in the air. There's a whole lot of money just kind of left behind to pay Fox, it looks like, from whatever mess Kevin Warren left behind. But it's starting to pile up right now. And on top of all of it, there's people with the individual schools who aren't happy because of that money. But also, there's people who just, in like coaching staffs. Tom Izzo is coming out and saying that he wasn't happy with how little he knew about the deal before the deal was actually made. So it it seems like there were just communication issues that happened in the Big Ten, and it seems like there were just straight-up financial mistakes made that Kevin Warren just kind of left behind, and we are just now, the public, learning about it as Tony Petiti officially goes into office and takes over this conference. I'm not sure exactly what the extent of it is, but just in the numbers that I ran through here, we're already getting north of $100 million of money that the Big Ten all of a sudden is just now we're learning having to pay to people.
1: Yeah. And even for a conference as cash flush as the Big Ten, that's still a hefty amount. It's not exactly, you know, a few million dollars here and there. If you're getting, you know, close to a hundred million dollars as a conference, seeing as how you give all that money that you bring in back to the schools, it's you know, can be hard to come up with that. I'm sure they'll be able to and be fine, given that it's uh, the Big Ten. If it were the Pac-12, it would be a different matter. But it's interesting to hear you talk about the night games and teams not wanting that. It makes it very clear in my mind that certain schools in your conference just wouldn't make it in the pack 12 They are not here for pack 12 after dark. All right. They can't handle the smoke of playing late at night. I think that's the, the biggest takeaway from all of this, of course, is pack 12 up. Up here, Big Ten down here when it comes to uh late night capabilities and such. So, how do you see this stuff getting resolved? And and how do you see all of this kind of playing into what what the Big Ten media deal ends up looking like? Are, are we are we set for drastic changes here that
0: could alter the Big Ten's mindset and expansion right now? Uh no, I don't think so. Uh as you mentioned, the amount of money the Big Ten is going to get even with this money it may have to pay, is just so huge that it can't really, really affect things. Also, there isn't really enough time for the Big Ten to, I think, try and fight it. Like, we're already, if they wanted to really go into things about what they'd owe each individual place, that would take too long. I mean, we need to get football games on the air in the fall. So how does this end? Probably the Big Ten cutting a really, really big check at this point just because this is happening so late in the game and we need to get this figured out and ready to go for the fall season. I mean, this is one of the biggest two things the Big Ten has done this decade, aside from adding USC and UCLA. So it needs to happen. And we're at a point right now where at least with the mess it looks like it is, I don't see any way that it ends aside from the Big Ten just saying, all right, we're going to pay you a whole bunch of money and will hopefully be done with this and have everything sorted out by the time football season kicks off. because that's the only thing that really needs to happen.
1: So d- they don't have like scheduling conflicts or disagreements for this coming season that they still have to have to sort out or,
0: or those are just not going to be that hard to resolve? I, I mean, it, I, I like I said, whatever is going on with this night game thing, needs to get figured out at some point. I mean, it's going to result in schools probably just not being happy, which is what's going to happen probably no matter what you do in one way or the other in some fashion. The Big Ten can't seem to agree on a whole lot of anything right now, but it's at least at the moment a situation where you just need to get everything out there and ready to go on the field. So if any of that stuff does end up needing to be ironed out, like at some point, Tony Petiti will just be like, hey, I'm putting the foot down. Here's your schedule for this season. And yes, again, we'll figure it out next year if we have to. But uh, it's like times of games and things haven't been released yet and all that. I don't, at least I don't believe. I mean, we know matchups and everything. So, uh, But we don't know when everyone's playing. So if there's some sort of argument to be had about that, I'm sure it'll happen behind closed doors now that Tony Petiti is in there and can Get control of things, hopefully, and it will be sorted out soon. This isn't something that's uh, worth messing around with. Well, moment. we need to talk
1: about how
0: it, it can potentially,
1: in one way or another, factor into the Big Ten's uh, realignment mindset or just kind of where that's at, because I, I've long held the belief and continue to think that the Big Ten has the power to tank the Pac 12 anytime that they want. But we also need to talk about how, with summer, basically here in most places, Bird Dog shorts are the right purchase for you they fit wonderfully they are ridiculously comfortable and their versatility is maybe their best quality you look great they make your legs look good you feel good going around you can wear them for a swim you could wear them on a date you could wear them on the golf course do whatever you want just hanging out with friends summer barbecue literally game intramural softball i don't know whatever floats your boat you can wear bird dog shorts so go get your next order at birddogs.com slash locked on college and we enter promo code locked on college they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler, but you can only get that if you go to locked on or go to go to birddogs.com slash locked on college enter the promo code locked on college and with any order that you make you get a free bird dogs yeti style tumbler. do so they are tremendously comfortable they fit great and they've got great versatility for the summer so go get your next order today
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, so let's do kind of a a vibe check on, on Big Ten realignment because for a long time it's been pretty, you know, all quiet on the Western Front sort of deal with regards to the Big Ten going out West further. Nate but with, with all this reshuffling with regards to the, the media deal and you know timing and teams playing late night games or anything like that is this completely disconnected in your view from where the Big Ten sits internally with with regards to their desire to expand
0: further I don't think it's entirely exclusive I mean it, it's a long laundry list of things for Tony Petiti to do here so at some point, maybe there is a point where you would be putting off expansion to more schools if you were trying to do it, say, this summer, this off season, Because this is, at least for the moment, a decent mess for him to pick up with whatever's going on with the media rights. There's, I think, no denying that, and that's going to take some time here. Uh, but as far as expansion goes, I, I do think that the Big Ten, at least since he's started to take over here has started to get a unified message. And I was hoping that that would be one of the things that he would do when he first got in. Because before he had been announced as the new guy, when we knew Kevin Warren was leaving, there had been a whole lot of presidents, chancellors, athletic directors who had come out and said a whole lot of different things, really, about what the Big Ten wanted in expansion or what their school wanted or whoever they were speaking for. And I think that Petiti wanted to come in and have at least some sort of unified message from the conference about what they want out of expansion. Because I don't think the Big Ten agrees entirely on it. There are schools who would want to add more right away. There are other schools who want to wait and see exactly how this USC and UCLA thing is going to get integrated first. But I think that Petiti did a good job at at least getting everyone behind the idea of whether or not we want to do something right now. We need to be ready to do something if one of these other situations end up causing a conference to fall apart because even a month ago when he was announced it was a whole lot different the landscape in both the acc and the pac-12 than it is now that he's taking over so he was able to go in at least i believe and tell people that hey i don't know if you want expansion or not want expansion in regards to what's best for your individual school but the fact is if those four corner schools end up going to the big 12 and Oregon and Washington are right there. Like we're going to have to take them. So let's clear and vet these schools, whatever that means in the reports and and be ready if that situation comes about. So I think the big 10, while they may not be proactive, They are definitely going to be prepared for whatever's coming here, whether that's the Pac-12 breaking into a few different pieces, whether that's whatever these seven schools in the ACC are doing, actually finding a way to get out of their grant of rights deal, whatever it is that's up next. The Big Ten, I think, is unified now in telling you that we are ready to make a move if the ideal opportunity comes to us or it's forced upon us, because there are situations where there are schools that are just up for grabs, and the Big Ten would want to be in on some of those schools potentially. So I don't know if the Big Ten is going to necessarily go after the Pac-12. Like you said, I I agree with you. If they want Washington and Oregon, they can call them up and take them any day they want to. But I think at the very least, the Big Ten is going to say now that we are ready to do whatever is necessary with the next steps that happens. But I, in my opinion... They're just waiting to see what happens and how these dominoes fall with your media rights deal on one coast and trying to get out of a media rights deal on the other.
1: Yeah, I, I said the same thing about the ACC on yesterday's show with regards to their, you know, looking at Oregon, Washington, SMU, and West Virginia as options to expand further west. And I think those are all, you know, SMU is a prime target for the Pac-12. But if a disaster doomsday scenario comes to fruition that SMU would still be available and maybe they would want to go West. Cause I think SMU has a lot of power five uh, qualities as we've talked about before here on uh, the show, but I I wanted to move over to the comments of former Oregon, now Northwestern university president, Michael Schill, who uh, was on the record recently. This is not some hot mic audio or anything of the sorts, and there's a piece over 24-7 Sports by my guy Carter Baines, frequent guest here on the show, writes for Beaver Blitz and is on the 24-7 Sports National News Desk as well. And he expressed concern over the addition of USC and UCLA to the league. He then went on to say that there are travel concerns there, particularly for the non-revenue sports, and that that can make things more complicated, harder on student-athletes. Financially, there are things you have to work out there because – Yes, you get more money being in the Big Ten, but some of that is offset by having to go to the middle of the country all the time. And he prefaced uh, a previous comment where, or a, a, an ensuing comment rather with that because he was laying it out to basically say, yeah, I think one day we should maybe go add more West Coast schools at some point in time to reduce the travel. And I, I will say there was kind of a funny... Funny quote in there. Uh, According to the Daily Northwestern's Pavan Acharya, um, quote, while he remains skeptical about the initial decision, Schill believes adding more West Coast teams to the Big Ten in addition to USC and UCLA could result in less overall travel time for all teams in the conference. Well, yes, it turns out the West Coast is closer to the West Coast than it is Big Ten country. Not exactly a groundbreaking comment there, but the fact that he's making it to me is indicative of at least his mentality. He's just he is but one lowly college president, but he's at least one of them in there that's thinking, okay, adding more West Coast schools could be really, really logical here. The the irony. And if you're a conspiracy theorist, why don't you put on your tinfoil hat of him coming from the University of Oregon? which I think would definitely as you alluded to go to the Big Ten along with Washington if they were ever invited is too great to overlook so how many are, are there other presidents that you that you think feel this way Nate or do you think this is just the opinion of, of one guy who maybe wants to expand further maybe he wants to do a solid first for former school maybe you know
0: there are a million things at, at play there what do you make of what he said I uh, I mean if you're talking about the travel thing it the travel thing's kind of weird just because like no matter what you do the travel thing's going to be a problem right like say you're getting usc and ucla into the big 10 and in the first couple of years the travel is really complicated it's really stressful it's hard to figure out people aren't getting it like are you just giving those schools back then like no you you figure it out you'll we take them we we take them exactly, well uh, exactly, well actually, like, actually the conference might take them. I don't think fans would take them. <laughs> right. But the, the point is, like that, it's going to happen either way. Like if USC and UCLA are the only two in the conference, there's going to be problems trying to figure out that. If it's going to try and add Oregon and Washington too, there's going to be problems trying to figure out that travel too. We're going from a regional conference to a national conference here. There's going to be complications there, but it's just weird to make that part of the argument as to whether or not you should do something next, because it's on both sides of the equation. I mean, if you, if you think about it like a math problem, like literally it's on both sides of the equation, it cancels itself out. There's going to be travel happening from the Midwest to the West coast, whether there's two West coast teams in the big 10, whether there's four, whether there's six and you pick up Stanford and Cal too, it, it doesn't matter. That's going to happen. So it's a problem it's something that needs to get figured out it's not something that should be ignored but when you're using it as an arguing point for we should expand more or we should stay with what we have and make sure everything's working it's not really anything that makes sense on either side because it's just something that's going to happen as far as what shill said at northwestern there's been other ad's who have been saying similar things nebraska's president ted carter in the last week said basically the same thing how many more do we need to add is it two more four more pac-12 schools to try and really make that work well we don't know uh there's people who are coming out in support of the expansion but again i think there's a more unified message here because uh carter said in the same time that like hey with what's going on right now it may not be immediate it may not be this off season or the next off season that something like this happens when people are talking about this we are talking about possibly two three five years down the road you know so it's weird to use the travel part of it as again an argument to make a decision either way there because it's not something that's going to go away no matter what you do but uh I'm definitely hearing yes to answer your question Other people are saying similar things about trying to get USC and UCLA some neighbors there. Because in theory, yeah, it would make things potentially a little bit easier for those West Coast schools to have somebody next to you.
1: Yeah, it's, I think, pretty intuitive on on that front. But on the flip side, Nate, Maryland and Rutgers have been left alone on an island out on the East Coast for a long time. Now, I, I don't believe, I could be wrong, I'm just picturing the United States in my head and where the Big Ten states and member institutions are actually located, I believe Maryland and Rutgers are closer to Big Ten schools than USC and UCLA are.
0: Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, that has to be right. Yeah.
1: So I I think there's still some precedent there for you add two schools that are getting you into a new market. USC and UCLA obviously a much more uh, valuable addition athletically than than Maryland and Rutgers for for more than one reason there you bring USC football UCLA basketball those are top five ten brands uh in the country in those respective sports and I think that that's a tremendous addition whereas Maryland and Rutgers like Maryland just had what an eight win football season I'm pretty sure it's like hey this was really good you know they're they're like uh they're like Cal out, out there or uh unfortunately Arizona at, at this point in time it's like you have eight wins and that's maybe getting the coach an extension. It's like South Carolina football, right? They won, I think, eight games a year ago under Shane Bieber. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This guy is is great. So I think there's a, a little bit of a, of a different different standard there. But any, any final thoughts going forward uh, before we wrap up today's show, Nate, with regards to, you know, where things kind of stand on the realignment front? Because I get the sense that Everybody is, I mean, the PAC 12 has got a lot of stuff to figure out, of course, with their media rights deal and such, but I get the sense that everybody's like at the starting line for lap two of, of realignment in this track race. And we already had the gun go off for lap one, but now we've come around instead of just continuing the sprint, we're back at the starting line, right? So maybe there's you know, a new race. I don't know. I didn't think about that analogy enough, but you get what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) it feels like everyone is just standing by, ready for what happens next, and they have an idea of what they would do if this, that, or the other thing happens, but they don't know if this, that, or the other thing is going to happen because only one of them can happen. That's kind of how I feel about the situation
0: right now. I think just from a Big Ten standpoint, going into whatever's happening next, you're looking at everybody else and understanding that everybody else is trying to survive aside from the SEC, but Over the last couple of weeks, months, I've seen a concerted effort for the Big Ten to try and start and build this thing where when USC and UCLA get into the conference, they're not just identifying themselves as the Big Ten with those schools. They're really making this into a kind of relaunch of the Big Ten as the conference to watch, not just in college football, but in all the college sports. They've been making these little bitty tweaks to the way that they're doing things. Uh, Just a couple of weeks ago, got rid of of the rule that you have to schedule a Power Five non-conference opponent on your football schedule every season. Big Ten doesn't have to do that anymore. So the conference is saying, I agree, but at the same time, the conference is making it very clear that the identity of the Big Ten is that we not only are the best thing in town, but we don't need to be going up against anybody else. Everybody in our conference is going to be so good. This media rights deal, yes, the Big Ten that's been known to be the noon game on Fox every single week, well, now that network that puts on Sunday night football, that Saturday night football is going to be Big Ten football every single week. That's going to be the game that you want to watch. They're going to get rid of divisions in the Big Ten, too, and they're waiting for USC and UCLA to come in to do it. That conference, non-conference Power Five scheduling rule, that could have been put in for this fall. They didn't do it for this fall. They're waiting until next fall. When they have the new look Big Ten ready to go and to present to everybody. I don't know what happens next in expansion for the Big Ten. But it's going to be a concerted effort for them to really assert themselves as the top dogs in college sports. Because they're going to have the most money. They're arguably going to have the best teams when these two teams get in here. And they're going to try and make it even better at some point. And I'm hoping that it's sooner than later. But we'll see what ends up happening. Thanks again to Spencer McLaughlin for joining us on the crossover episode. Again, tune into Locked On Pack 12 if you want to know everything that's going on with that conference. And it's, of course, of bigger interest to Big Ten fans right now than ever with that media deal still up in the air on the West Coast. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports on Twitter. The show is at Locked On Big Ten on Twitter, wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube too. Follow us everywhere of course, helps us out a lot as always. And thank you for making us your first listen and making yourself an everydayer here at Locked On. We'll be back tomorrow with more on everything that's going on around the Big Ten. Until then, Nate Dickinson with Locked On. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited.